Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? What is good? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast, the IKP. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, NBA Finals. We got the NBA Finals, but first and foremost, I hope you guys are doing well. I am doing fine. I hope you guys enjoyed your holiday weekend, Independence Day, 4th of July. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I certainly did. Um, <clears throat> I'm your humble and highly favorite host, Isaiah Kidd of the Isaiah Kidd Podcast, the IKP. So let's get let's get into it. Let's talk about the NBA Finals. Uh, NBA Finals coming up, right? Uh, I think we have the matchup. Not I think I know we have this dream matchup you guys been waiting for: the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Phoenix Suns, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I. <laughs> I know everybody was I know everybody was just waiting just waiting to see this finals matchup Milwaukee versus Phoenix <laughs> Oh man no and that's no this not nah, nah, and I am just joking I'm just saying that jokingly but, but I and, and I I am kind of I'm ex- I'm not going to lie to you guys am I am I am I a bit taken back that these two teams are in the finals yeah, because at the start of the postseason, did I have these two teams in the finals? No. Um, did I think like do I think these two teams are really good? Yeah, I think these teams I think these two teams are really good, but not much buzz. It seems like um the Rachel Nichols and uh the Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor story has more buzz and sizzling around ESPN than actual NBA finals, which is kind of crazy um but uh that's just that's just the current situation right now um and that's a that's a pretty interesting conversation i may get into i may talk about it please don't hold me to it i may talk about it just a little bit i may i may um it's nothing like media beef huh um but yeah back to the finals matchup so, like I said, was this the finals matchup you guys were praying for? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. But it's okay. We're going to make the best of it. And, you know, obviously, we got two teams. The Bucks won their – they won their championship in 1971. Phoenix hasn't won a championship. Uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they haven't. Um, Chris Paul hasn't won a championship, obviously 16 long and, you know, great years of professional basketball. He's playing his first NBA finals, Giannis, you know, he's been actually, he's been upgraded from doubtful to questionable for game one tonight. Uh, oh, I should say, well, yeah, tonight, cause I'm recording I'm this afternoon. It's Tuesday afternoon. I'm recording right now. Uh, the game hasn't come on yet, but he w- he's been upgraded to questionable. So Giannis trying to get his first ring, Chris Paul trying to get his first ring. So, you know, we got a little bit of that. But also, as I mentioned to my point, a lot of people didn't have these two teams in the finals. <laughs> um, a lot of people did not have these two teams in the finals. And, uh, and we always – it seems like we always kind of have these conversations uh, like – Last year with the Lakers championship, people were talking about if this isn't, you know, is this championship, does this championship has an asterisk, you're an asterisk, right? Um, and the winner, presumably, 
the winner of this series, a lot of people are going to have some pushback. And they're going to try to put an asterisk on this championship, whoever wins it, right? Um, and a little bit with both teams. Both teams in the finals, let's just say they have had a very, I'm not gonna say, let's just say they have had a very fortunate path to the finals. Um, like I said, I like both of these teams. I think both teams are really good. Um, Phoenix, obviously they had, they, they had one of the best records in the NBA. I think the second best record in the NBA, and they were the two seed out West. The Milwaukee Bucks were the three seed this year, the lab, but the previous two seed, the previous two regular seasons, they had the number one seed and one sixty plus. Oh, well, they had the number one seed the previous two seasons. They didn't win 60 games last year because the season got cut short, but they were, they were in route to. Um, so we, like I said, we have these two teams that have had fortunate paths. So that has obviously created the notion that we're going to, we're going that people are going to put an asterisk next to these championships. Like, let's look at the, um, the Bucks playoff run, for instance, right? Uh, first round they played Miami. That was a foregone conclusion. The Bucks were better this year. Um, but then in the second round, obviously, the Bucks were down 0-2. And it seemed like they were dead in the water. <clears throat> and then injuries happened. Uh, obviously, James Harden, he got hurt in game one. Like, he got hurt literally 45 seconds into game one. Uh, then Kyrie Irving in game, was that was that game four? He got hurt in the middle of game four. So that just completely change the series and the dynamic of the series and although James Harden came back he was on one and a half leg so you look at Milwaukee they had that that you know obviously Brooklyn wasn't healthy um and you look at Atlanta Atlanta team that was young a great story really like they got some really they got some really young emerge emerging players but you know we didn't expect that to be the conference finals matchup for Milwaukee, we expected Philadelphia. But even with Phoenix, I think with Phoenix a little bit more, people are gonna pull this this asterisk card. They were down 2 1 to the Lakers. Um AD gets hurt in game four. They didn't have to face Jamal Murray. Uh, and we all know how you know Jamal Murray, he takes his play to the next level in the postseason. And then in the conference finals, they had no Kawhi. The Clippers had no Kawhi, but also they had no Serge Ibaka. And Zubats got hurt in the middle of the series. But I'm gonna tell you why. There's like this championship is not gonna have Astros. I'm gonna tell you why. Because long term wise, long term wise, it's not gonna be Astros. Now short short term memory. Short-term memory. In the short term, yes, this championship is going to have asterisks because people are going to remember either, either a mental or physical asterisk. People are going to remember, oh, yeah, the injuries and so forth. But five, 10 years, 15 years from now, where it's there's going to be no asterisk. That's why I feel like when we, when we say, oh, that championship has asterisks, it really, uh, 
It really never does. We 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 because we we sometimes forget the pinpoint details and sometimes we forget the context. So in short term memory, as we're living in the moment, I think some people are going to put a asterisk on wh whoever the winner is. But I think long term, we're gonna we're gonna it's it's not gonna be an asterisk. Take this for example. The Detroit Pistons. The Bad Boy Pistons in the late 80s. We talk about they won their championships. They won two back-to-back -back championships. But they went the year that they finally got past the hurdle, which was the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference, we talk about them beating the Celtics and overthrowing the, the Celtics and taking the Eastern Conference crown for the Celtics from the Celtics, but nobody talks about how Larry Bird had a bad back in that series. <laughs> we just say the Pistons, they beat the Celtics, they overtook the Celtics, boom. We don't even mention that Larry Bird had a bad back. Even with the even with one of the Pistons championship rings, the Lakers had injuries. Magic had Magic was playing through injury. Like the Lakers had a just a, a, an array of injuries. Tim Duncan, for instance, Tim Duncan has won five championships, but I think he won two championships in lockout in lockout years. I, if I'm not mistaken, he's won two championships in lockout years. We don't even mention it. <laughs> we don't even mention it. Even with LeBron and the big three Heat, the Heatles, their first championship, 2012, that came in a lockout year. We don't, we don't, we don't put an asterisk next to that. We don't put an asterisk next to that. Even the 2016 Cavaliers team. We this and this is one that don't get talked about enough. And this, and mind you, this has happened in 2016. This is five years ago. 3-1. The Warriors are up 3-1. But no, and we talk about how Draymond missed game five. But no one talks about Andrew Bogut, who was the Warriors' starting center, who was the Warriors' rim protector, and who played a big part or an integral part into the Warriors defending. LeBron and Kyrie, because with his size and his rim protection, LeBron and Kyrie attacking and, dra and, and driving to the basket wasn't as effective in the first half of the series when Bogut was there versus the second half of the series where Bogut wasn't there, and then that's where LeBron and Kyrie took advantage, and they drove to the cup, and it, it was more effective. We don't talk about the Andrew Bogut injury. We just don't. We just say, oh, my goodness, the Cavaliers, great comeback, 3-1 comeback, never seen it before in the NBA Finals. We just talk about that. And that's okay, but that's my whole point about this championship. Whoever, who presumably, if the Phoenix Suns win this, if, the, if and I got Phoenix in six or seven games, I think this series is going to be really good. I think it's going to have it's, – it, it's not as star-studded, but – I think you got two smart teams. Um, I think I feel like Milwaukee's execution's a bit uh, 
at times. But Phoenix, very smart team. You got two teams that's very versatile. You're going to see a well-played series. But presumably, presumably, let's just say Phoenix wins the series. Like I said, short term, yeah, some people are going to put asterisk next to it because, or maybe even a lot of people, because we're going to, we, you know, the injuries. It's the the so so many injuries to star players is so fresh in our minds. But five, ten years from now, we're we're not going to we're, we're going to be like. Yeah, the Phoenix Suns won that championship. Or, yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks won that championship. We just don't. We, it, it's just, I, I don't know what it is. And I talked about this, how we're so fans are so result-based and we add very little context or fans add very little context and some media members add very little context. There's, there's not enough nuance. But this is just how it is. Short-term, yeah. People are going to remember the details, the integral details, and, you know, what player was heard and what – but down the line, long term, people forget. And people just like, oh, yeah, Phoenix wants, the Phoenix Suns won that championship. Just like the Spurs in 99, the lockout year, we don't, we don't, we don't talk about that. We talk about how Spurs – that was the start of the, of the Spurs run right there. We – just like um, – the Cavaliers in 2016 with LeBron, we're like, oh, my goodness, LeBron, what a hell of a comeback. What a series. We don't talk about Andrew Bogus. We don't talk about the Andrew Bogut injury. Even with 2019 with the Raptors, I mean, people talk about it, you know, but they say, oh, they say they won that championship. Yeah, so that's my take about, the, um, about <clears throat> these asterisks. Long-term... We, we, like I said, years down the line, people aren't going to, they're not going to point out the gray area and the, and the con and add the context. No, because this is how it's always, this is how it always is. And I talked about this on my previous episode or a couple weeks ago, um, on an episode where I was basically talking about how we are so results oriented. Um, and in sports, sometimes in sports talk and topics and so forth for discussions, we sometimes lack nuance. We, we, we don't think there's no in between. We don't leave enough area, uh, for some gray area. We just don't, we just don't. So that's why I said short term, of course, people going to point out the details and so forth, but like Phoenix is going to look at this and like, well, Chris Paul had a shoulder injury in round one. Um, he missed the first two games of the Western Conference Finals. We were just prepared and we executed better. And if Milwaukee wins the championship, they're gonna probably say the same thing. So I think short term, people will look at it like this was the year where all these superstars, all these players, uh, star players got hurt. But down the line, we won't we we we'll forget because or we just won't we just won't point it out because that's just would be that's just what we do, it seems like. Even with 2019, we we obviously the, the, we talk about the Raptors. They won the chip, and a lot of people just say the Raptors won the chip. Some people, uh, of course, Durant got hurt, and we know about the Durant injury. And Clay got hurt in Game what five six, uh, Game six. Um, Kevon Looney, he got hurt. He tore like a, a shoulder muscle. So like we, <laughs> it's stuff like that that people don't even talk about that we just we forget.
we, we just totally forget. And it's okay. Uh, but that's just the fact of the matter. That's why I don't think there's going to be no asterisk. That's, that's, that's my reason why I don't think there's going to be any asterisk on whoever the champion is. Because long term, that year, we just forget. We just don't bring it up. So <laughs> I'm going to touch on this Rachel Nichols uh, situation uh, a little bit. Just a little bit because I don't. I don't want to actually take you guys' focus away from, um, excuse me, mm, excuse me, um, from the NBA Finals in actual sports talk because I know you guys come to my platform, my podcast, here's sports talk, but I thought I'd just talk about this a little bit. And if you haven't, if you so Rachel Nichols, uh, she works for ESPN. Uh, she she does the she hosts the show called The Jump. It's a NBA show primarily. It's it's all NBA. Um, it comes on in the afternoons on ESPN. Um, she's also a reporter. She does some she does some interviewing and so forth. But I'm pretty sure most of you guys have heard the news or have heard the stories or probably have heard the clip. Um, of Rachel Nichols losing her job to Maria Taylor, basically, uh, because of diversity pressure um, that ESPN was facing. Now, mind you, add context to contextualize this whole situation in the clip that I'm, I'm about to show you, or I'm about to play you, I should say. Um, this this clip, this recording is from the bubble, so. Remember, you had a lot of movements and, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter movements and Me Too movements. You had a lot of that going on. So it, and it, it's right at, like, the heat of and the meat of all of this. So that's just something for you guys to keep in mind. Uh, I'm going to play the clip. So that was the minute clip. Um, she did issue an apology. Uh, I don't have that recording. It was really short and brief anyway. Um, so, and I feel like with these apologies, like we've, it seems like society, we force people to apologize. And like, and I'm not saying this is the case of Rachel Nichols, but in situations and topics like this, we force people to like whoever we think, like whoever society and whoever think and like whatever the public, the public perception is in the person that looks bad 
we always force them to apologize. But like when you gotta force somebody to apologize, that's you, you gotta question how how genuine it really is when you gotta force an apology. And I'm not saying this is Rachel Nichols in this instance, but just in general, <laughs> pub the public perception and the public they basically force an apology, and sometimes the apology just isn't genuine. So, um, but with this whole Rachel Nichols situation, I think, I think, um, obviously within the sports world, and I'm gonna, and you guys know, I'm going into my second year of college, my sophomore year of college, and I'm a communications major, broadcast, um, and you guys know that that's kind of my career path, right? And over the last, let's just say over the last 10, let's just put a, um, over the last 10 to 15 years, right? Sports personalities, sports television, um, analysts, sports analysts, sports commentators, broad, you know, what you so forth. That the, 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 the field itself has been diversified, um, it, it, it have seen a lot of diversity, right? And, ob- and obviously, Rachel Nichols is one of those groups that uh, she's in one of those groups, which is the female. You know, we people want to see more females in, in sports roles as far as commentating and hosting and TV personality or radio person, you know, whatever, so forth, right? Um, and Maria tells obviously, she's black. She's African. She's black. And she's a female. So she has two of those things going for her, right? And I think, I'm going to say this. Rachel Nichols, does she have, and and by the way, uh, in the things that I've learned so far in broadcasting and communications is you're, you're, you're always live. Like even when you're not recording or if you're, you know, even if you're not recording or in front of a a screen, you're always live. Your mic, your mic is always hot. But it, it was a private conversation. But um, it was it was a private conversation, but it got leaked and went public. Right. I think I, I, Rachel Nichols, she has a fair reasoning. I think I, I, I think. The the way how it was explained was was dumb. Like it was dumb. Does she has a fair? Does she have a fair reason? Yeah, but it was dumb. And you just first you don't do that to a teammate or a colleague. I should say in this in this instance, uh, a colleague. But she was angry, and you got to think. You know, and. and I don't know how I don't know how close attention you guys pay to this, but do you guys really care who's doing the sideline reporting and the hosting? And do you guys really care? I mean, because I, some people told me like they don't they don't really they don't particularly care. They don't particularly care. They, some people told me they don't particularly care, and I'm and I and I don't I don't want to belittle this situation. And act like it's not major or isn't a talking point because I am talking about it right now. But you know, some people just don't even pay attention. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't even pay attention. I do, but some people don't even pay attention to like who's reporting on the sidelines and so forth. Uh, and Maria Taylor, and actually with the NBA Finals, Maria Taylor, she's doing the countdown, but 
they have removed Rachel Nichols from the sideline reporting because Maria Taylor said, you know, I read an article uh, where she was basically like, Rachel Nichols can't be on the sideline if I'm going to do the finals and the countdown, right? So, yeah, Malika Andrews, she's doing the sideline reporting for the NBA finals. Um, but I think with Rachel Nichols, she, she definitely spoke out of turn. Uh, I don't think that was a cool move, especially to a colleague. I don't think that was a cool move. But I can only tell you guys that I don't – this isn't – this. Th these conversations are, 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 are had um, – these type of conversations that Rachel Nichols had with LeBron James' advisor, longtime advisor, um, these type of conversations happen often. These these type of conversations happen often. So, but and I'm and I'm just because I'm saying it happens often. I'm not trying to make it right or justify it. But I I know some people are kind of taken aback. It's like whoa 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 what's going on? This stuff happens a lot. Um, but I think you know when Rhea Taylor, I'm glad that she got the job. I'm glad she's moving up and getting promoted and so forth. Uh, but I remember Rhea Taylor from college football. That's where I first, you know, saw Maria Taylor, college football, because she used to do – I think she used to do some sideline reporting in college football for ESPN. Then she – I forgot when. My timeline's kind of messed up. But in somewhere in the mix of that, in the middle of that, she shifted towards the NBA, and now she got the countdown job. And Rachel Nichols, she's been in this business for a while, and I feel like – Rachel Nichols, even if it was a a white male or a white female, she would probably still have the same grievances as like I've been in this business for a while, and I and I think in it may contractually this job title that she wanted and that she's angry about contractually it may be in her contract. So we don't we we don't know. That's why I don't want to get dive too deep. We don't know, but I think she spoke out of turn, and it was dumb. And to Rachel Nichols, like Rachel Nichols, I don't think she's overly dynamic on television. Um, I think both could do the job. I think Rachel Nichols could host NBA Countdown, but I think Maria Taylor is. I think she's qualified to host the NBA Countdown show. Like I said, I know her from college football. Um, she did some sideline reporting college football for ESPN. But then, somewhere, like I said, my timeline is mixed up. So somewhere she went into she she mixed into the NBA, and she played basketball. She's been I, 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 like I think she's qualified. Sort of the the and I and I seen Stephen Jackson. Oh boy, I don't even want to get into that, but. I seen Stephen Jackson in his comment that he made that, you know, Maria Taylor just got the job because she's black. And no, no, that's 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 utterly asinine that there's people out there that think that especially that's her same complexion. Right. I just I, I, I just think that's utterly ridiculous. I think both of them are qualified. Like I said, I don't think. Rachel Nichols is overly dynamic on television. Um, 
I think Maria Taylor's very talented. I don't think she's overly like I don't think she's dynamic on television, but I think both are talented, but it but Rachel Nichols was just up and down wrong to make a statement like that. Like even if Rachel Nichols said, I'm better than Maria Taylor at the job. I wouldn't be mad at that because that's just your opinion. And we could, we could, you know, people, we, we can sort it out and see, you know, to try to figure out who's better. But even, even with her saying that is, I feel like it's just like, I'm, she's better at the job. She feels like she's better at the job. Rightfully so. Um, or like I, or like I alluded to a little bit contractually, contractually her hosting the NBA finals may be in her contract. Maybe if she would have stuck to that script, okay. But to but to point out that ESPN is feeling some pressure to put a black person in that position, I think it's utterly wrong. <laughs> like Rachel Nichols, what have you been paying attention to? There's been nothing but black people that have hosted that show. Like nothing but black people. <laughs> there, there's been nothing but black people that have hosted that show and been on and been a part of that show. Nothing but black people. <laughs> Even when uh, ESPN let go Paul Pierce, because Paul Pierce was a he was a part of that show. Uh, even when ESPN let go Paul Pierce, who did they replace? Who did they replace Paul Pierce with? Jay Williams. So, so I, the whole point that the, that Rachel Nichols saying that ESPN is feeling pressure to put a black person like no, they. Black people have filled that seat or have filled those seats <laughs> for a while now on that show, on that countdown show. So let's move off of that. And by the way, I, I don't think the NBA is necessarily pleased that uh, this story has kind of overtaken um, the like the beginning, the game one of the NBA finals. I don't think the NBA is too pleased of that. Um, no way that this has boiled over, boiled, boiled over, and is now it seems like a bigger story and topic of discussion than the actual finals, right? But speaking of the finals, um, as I told you guys at the top of the episode, Giannis was upgraded to doubtful to questionable, he was upgraded from doubtful to questionable, so. Uh, if, if, if they upgraded him, that must, that must mean they, they like the training staff of Milwaukee must have seen some type of improvement in order to upgrade him. So if there's steady improvement, it would not surprise me if Giannis plays game one, it wouldn't. Now I'm going to give you guys my pick. I'm picking the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA championship and to beat the Milwaukee Bucks in six or seven games. I think it's going to be a pretty entertaining series, a pretty compelling series. Like I said, it's not going to have the star power that, you know, that we are so used to and that's so narrative-based. It's not going to have that star power. But you're going to see teams that are, like I said, full of depth, versatility, uh, I think the Suns are, are are managed. They ex they they definitely execute better. Um, I think they're they're coached better by Monty Williams. Sometimes Budenholzer. I don't know what it is. And 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 that's the thing with Budenholzer. I can't really put a finger on it. Like either 
his game planning and his diversity as far as his game plans, like he lacks diversity within his game planning um, and he just doesn't want to make adjustments or he puts together a stellar game plan and it's not getting executed. So I don't know which one. I would I would probably say that the first one is probably more likely where Bud Budenholzer's game plans aren't the best necessarily and he lacks adjustments and that's where Milwaukee and their execution kind of lacks. I if I was to guess, I would guess that that's the reason why. Um like I said, now with Giannis I don't think he should play game one. I don't think he should play game one. I don't. I don't think he should play game one. Because his Giannis game is predicated off of power, athleticism, speed. Like, it's based on his lower extremities, which is his knee. And he he hyperextended his knee, and it was a bad... It was a bad hyperextension. So I don't think he should play because if you're getting, if you're only getting, let's just say you get a 70% Giannis, what good does that do you? What good does that do you if Milwaukee, if, if you're Milwaukee? That you, you just say best case scenario, you in game one, if Giannis decides to play or if they let Giannis play. What you're getting, what are you getting? A 75% Giannis. And I just don't think I don't think the I don't think the risk is as prom I don't think the I don't think the reward of him playing is higher than the actual risk of risking any further or worse injuries per se, right? I just don't I, I, the risk out, outweighs the reward. Because what if you lose game one and he plays? Like, what does that? It, it, it's just a whole psych. I feel like that it's a whole psyche thing because it's like it's seventy five percent. And plus, Giannis, like I said, his game is predicated off of athleticism and effort. Like Giannis gives a lot of effort. He plays with a lot of energy, and he needs his athleticism. It's not like he's a great shooter. We all know he's not a great shooter. Uh, he doesn't have a refined back to the basket game. Uh, so a lot of his stuff, a lot of Giannis's points and dominance come from af- athleticism, force, effort. He needs his lower extremities. Um, and, and, and I think Milwaukee. We're talk. I'm talking about offense, but even with defense, he needs to be like his best trait is his off ball defense and he needs to be able to read and recover and react to different things on the defensive side of the ball and what if he's 70 percent and he can't do that necessarily at full speed now once Giannis is out there he's out there and he's just gonna go off of muscle memory and what he's accustomed to doing so that like that as I said you can risk fervor damage to his knee you can risk you can risk extreme injuries if he was to go out if he would decide to play if he was this if they decide to play him because um you you can't go have speed 
like when Giannis gets out there, he's going to get out there and he's going to play. And Giannis plays with a lot of effort and intensity. So <laughs> I, I think it's a, I think it's a really interesting one with Milwaukee. I, me personally, I wouldn't play him. I probably wouldn't play him the first two games. And I, I probably play, like, depending on what the series, whatever happens, I don't care if Milwaukee splits or if they go down 0-2 um, because that's, you don't, like, Milwaukee's not going to win the first two games at Phoenix. That's just not going to happen. So best-case scenario, they split. You go home and you let him rehab and recover and then you try to give him a try in game three. But pushing out there in game one, I I, I just I don't like the idea or the sound of it. We'll see what they do. Um, it's still hours away. We're still hours away from the game. Um, but by the time you guys hear this, you guys would know the result. But either way, even if Giannis plays or don't play in game one, I think Phoenix will win the series, and I think Phoenix will win game one. I th- I, I do. I, I think they'll win game one. Um, but uh, Phoenix, they're going to be able to exploit Milwaukee's pick and roll on offense or, or on defense defensively. They're, the, you know, Milwaukee's defensive pick and roll has been – they're deep first. They're not as good of a. They're not as great of a, def- a defensive team without Giannis, right? Uh, so that's one thing. So if Giannis doesn't play, that's one. That's one part where that's one side of the ball where Milwaukee is just completely lacking because they're just not as good defensively without Giannis. But even if they do have them, I still think Phoenix will be able to dictate and exploit the pick and roll. Uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, they're mm, they're amongst the leaders within uh with with mid-range scoring. They get a lot of mid-range jumpers, and a lot of that come off of handoff pin downs and pick and rolls, obviously. And we know Milwaukee plays that drop coverage. They play the drop coverage, pick and roll, and I think with that, I think Phoenix will be able to exploit it. Then that will lead to uh the defense collapsing. Uh, and hopefully Phoenix play, pay, pays a, a, a faster tempo where Milwaukee, they don't allow Milwaukee to set up their defense. But I think this, this is me. I think once Milwaukee, once Phoenix is able to exploit the pick and roll, Milwaukee defense will collapse and that will leave the shooters. You get guys like Makai Bridges, uh, Jay Crowder, wide open shots. Um, I think the one edge that Milwaukee needs to that they need to capitalize on is their size. That's where that's where that's I think that's one of the major advantages that Milwaukee have their size, and I think they got to be able to take advantage of that. Their size with Brook Lopez. Now, obviously, if Giannis plays, Brook Lopez is going to be more outside. Um, either way, I think Milwaukee needs to take advantage of their size to slow down the game uh, if it gets too fast um, and to take advantage of Aiden, get him in foul trouble. Do, you know, I, cause you, you, you know, Phoenix, not the biggest team. So Milwaukee got to take advantage of that. And I, I feel like so many of the advantages is pointing towards Phoenix. Like I feel like Phoenix have the better players overall. Um, I, I, the top, the top three, the top two Bucks players, and like, like I said, Giannis, and we gotta see how healthy Giannis is. I'm really curious because if he's seventy percent of himself, 
Giannis is then like probably the third best player in this series if he's 70% of himself. He's probably like the third best player in this series. So I, I don't know how that fares. I don't like how that fares, but uh it's so many advantages pointing Phoenix way. So that's why I'm a, I'm gonna take them. Execution has been pinpoint. Uh they've been the team that has executed the most. Uh I feel like I, I just feel like Phoenix, the stars are aligning for him to win it all. You know, we I talked about it earlier with the Astros and you know the fortunate path that both teams have had. But even with you know, especially with Phoenix, they've just, they've just had a very fortunate path to the NBA Finals and potentially to NBA Championship. Period. Simple as that. Simple as that. And I think I mentioned this, uh, but let's shift to uh, Shakari Richardson. Uh, she was. She's not gonna. She's going to miss the Olympics this year uh, in Tokyo. <clears throat> she did not make the relay list, which I kind of expected, you know, due to the suspensions and the implications behind it, you know. And <clears throat> I got a, I got some pushback. In last episode, the previous episode that I made, um, that I recorded and gave my take on Shakari Richardson, I got some pushback. Uh, mixed reviews. Some people say, "Oh yeah, you rule book. It's a rule is a rule." She put herself in this predicament. She got to serve the consequence. Right on. I agree with you, Isaiah. Did I have some people push back with me? You know, didn't necessarily agree, and that's okay too. Um, no hard feelings. But sometimes, and I, I, I'm I'm gonna cap the episode this episode off with this. Sometimes. You have to be careful about what fight, about what battle you choose to fight. Sometimes you got to be careful. You got to you gotta sometimes be careful on what fight to fight for. You got to know what to fight for, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you got to know what to fight for and how to choose your battles wisely. And with Shakara Richardson, like I said, Boy, it's it, 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 it's bad because, damn, she spent four years of her life dedicating and trying to prepare for this moment to qualify for the Olympics and then compete and then win or, you know, try to win in the Olympics, right? And, you know, this happens. Unfortunate passing of her mother and so forth, right? And... You know, I've seen people make excuses, and and and, and like I said, I don't want to sound like I don't want to sound harsh or uh, insensitive. That's the word, right? That's the word everybody likes to use. Insensitive. I don't want to come off insensitive, but nobody wakes up and says, "Damn, my mom died. I'm just gonna smoke this this joint." Like, no, this is a behavior that she was partaking in before mom died that's neither here or there that's neither here or there but the fact is it's a banned substance it's a banned substance <laughs> and it's so crazy i i even saw i see i even saw politicians <laughs> i see politicians give their taking like let her run let her run. I, I seen politicians come into this <laughs> come into this situation and talk about it and give their take. 
and it's so funny because it feels like us and when i say us i mean like the usa america we always try to enforce our mindsets our thought process our morals <laughs> onto the world and literally we're doing it this time we're forcing our morals onto the world <laughs> and we're you know we're trying to fight for the legalization of we and, and and like i said like i said in the previous episode is testing for weed outdated is testing for weed stupid okay sure yeah yeah it that's fair but it is equally as stupid to smoke weed when you know it can jeopardize your availability to partake in your sport and you know it's a banned banned substance like yeah testing for weed okay is it outdated okay yeah is it stupid yeah but it's equally as stupid to still smoke weed and you know it's a bad stuff it's equally as stupid if not even more stupid right and and i and i i thought like people would kind of like there's there's way there's a way to get around it if you don't want to test positive for smoking weed you know what you should you know what you should do you know what you shouldn't do if you want to test positive if you want if you don't want to test positive for smoking weed you know what you shouldn't do smoke weed <laughs> easy as that simple as that and like i said i don't want to come off insensitive <clears throat> because i know people handle lost and death differently but once again you knew it was at stake and to shikari's point to shikari's credit props give her props she hasn't deflected it's like for the most part she hasn't deflected the blame she hasn't deflected her 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 actions her choices so that's great but I, I see people let her run like it's like boy mom boy oh boy it's we 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 force our mindsets and our our thought process and our laws upon the world there's a there's a there's a sprinter there's a germany sprinter who can't light up a joint <laughs> there there's a jamaica there's a jamaican sprinter who can't who can't who can't light up a joint <laughs> okay there, there there is a there is a asian sprinter who can't blow the house down who can't hot box like there like there's sprinters all across the world that have to follow the same rule and shikari is excellent she's phenomenal she's a phenomenal athlete and the uh, and the the marijuana doesn't give her it's not a it's it's not a PED it's not a performance enhancement drug um if any like i said if anything you could probably question that like that's even more impressive that she got the that she got the time that she got because you could make the argument that we could slow you down but that's neither here there um a rule is a rule and you gotta be you gotta choose your battles wisely and we gotta stop trying to enforce laws our laws until the world we gotta stop doing that <laughs> we gotta stop doing that
Because there's sprinters all across the globe who had to follow the same protocol. Who had to, who had to follow the same protocol? Um, and, and 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 this is how you know, like the Olympics, they're gonna they're gonna come around because this is like with Shakari Richardson suspension. This is the shortest suspension ever, and you know why? Because they probably thinking, mm, yeah. It is a bad rule. Like this is the shortest. Like usually, like Michael Phelps, he 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 got suspended for three months, and that was outside of the. That was like right after the Olympics, and outside of the 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 the, the time frame, the time range of competition. But he got his Michael Michael Phelps got suspended for three months, and he lost some sponsorships. So Shakari getting a what a month or what a month. Her getting suspended for the amount she got suspended for 30 days. She got suspended for 30 days. That is the shortest suspension. So that is that right there, they're showing you that, hey, the rule is a little bit outdated. And, and you may, it's it's bad, but come on. A rule is a rule. It's a banned substance. You know you can't do it. But that's neither here or there. Uh, I catch you guys later. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> Greatly appreciate it. Always remember two choices, one decision. Hope you guys enjoy game one of the NBA Finals tonight. Sit back and relax. <clears throat> and I will be back on Saturday to chop it up with you guys. Uh, all You know, hope you guys enjoyed. Peace, deuces. I'm gone.